0: If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless like syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid Theraworks Relief. Theraworks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless like syndrome, Theraworks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect. hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link.
1: the thing, you're busy, you're a professional, maybe you're a pharmacist, and you know you're capable of doing more, doing much more, and living a more organized, less stressful, purposeful, and freedom-driven life. Let's talk, let's share, and let's grow together as an industry, as healthcare providers, and as a better unified community. It may seem like some of these things don't easily fit together, after all, what do career coaching, marketing strategy, networking, and pharmacy have in common? Welcome to the RX Buzz. Your host is a pharmacist, a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, and a proven motivational career coach, Ashley Clevens Hayes. This is the RX Buzz Podcast, a collaboration between RX Ashley and the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
2: Welcome, RxBuzz listeners. Guess what this is? Season two. I can't believe we've gotten this far. We recorded, I think, 13, 14 sessions or episodes in our first season. So if you haven't had the chance to go back and listen to episodes one through 14, I want to say, you need to stop what you're doing and go back and listen to the guests because we've brought some killer guests on here. Today, my friend Anna Garrett is with us, so Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and congratulations on getting to season two. (laughs) Thanks, it's fun. I told Todd, listen, if we could do a recording every single day, I think I would love it. I never realized how much I would love podcasting until I started doing it, which is a thing that I often preach about is, you know, got to get comfortable being uncomfortable when you're growing. And... The first episode I recorded on this, I was so nervous. I talked about imposter syndrome and I was terrified. But now going into season two, I am not not terrified, just total opposite. I'm pumped and I'm just bringing on the best guests. And today, Anna's with me talking and I'll tell you, you are not going to be disappointed in what she has to say. So Anna, welcome officially. And why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and where... What you're doing these days?
3: Well, thank you again for having me, Ashley. I really, really appreciate it, um, Anna Garrett. And I have been a pharmacist since 1991, so that puts me in the the geriatric
2: <laughs> realm of pharmacists. False. Pharmacist. False. <laughs> you are matured and seasoned and matured, very knowledgeable. And
3: matured and seasoned, and go. I have I've worked actually in every single practice area that is possible with the exception of geriatrics so um, I have I have done it all awesome Um, and so I I started out uh, you know like a lot of pharmacists doing a residency and created a position for myself in infectious diseases and got that off the ground and then I decided that working for industry would be fun so I worked for Merck as their HIV specialist back in the late 90s um, and in six months, figured out that that was probably the least fun thing I could possibly be doing. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, I felt like a glorified caterer, and I had the whole state as my territory. And when I put thirty thousand miles on my Ford Taurus in six months, I, I kind of knew that this is probably not a, a good long term game plan for me. Awesome. Um, and it was really hard to to go to the other side. I, I call it the other side, but. I, you know, one of my clients that I called on was the HIV clinic that I previously worked in and that was just the oddest feeling. So it was, mm-hmm. it was challenging for me. And, um, I just, I just didn't find that I enjoyed it all that much. What was
2: your title? HIV specialist. Okay. So did that, was that like an MSL? Yeah.
3: Well, okay. it was sort of a that They build it to me as a hybrid of MSL and sales and what it really was was sales. So okay, uh, that was not really straightforward when it was explained to me. So anyway, um, good experience, learned a lot and, um, moved on and started providing ambulatory care services for a big physician group, uh, in, in High Point, North Carolina, which is near where I lived. And I had zero experience in ambulatory care. And, um, but I got to know the medical director of this physician group and, he asked me to come start an anticoag clinic. So I said, well, of course I can do that. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I, I like to say yes to new opportunities, whether I have experience in that area or not. I figure, you know, I'm a pretty smart girl and, and I can learn. And so that's exactly what I did. And so I grew that um, that service to two cities and five pharmacists and one dietitian, and um, and then it was time to move on to Asheville, which is where I live now. So, um, I worked as a hospital pharmacy manager for three years, and then I decided to jump ship and start my own business. And
2: that's what I'm doing now. You are an entrepreneur at heart. I am. Yes. And it just took you a couple of years to figure that out. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: to actually so make I was it an entrepreneur for a long time because I liked the, the comfort of a paycheck, but then I-, I Tell I just, me
2: to now define that. I've heard you say that before. I'm just so, so interested.
3: Entrepreneurs, um, at least as defined in the Metapreneur's world, because uh, that's what I've also done. I'm one of the co-founders of the Metapreneur's Summit, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But entrepreneurs are people who- work within a health system or for um, some sort of corporate entity that are very creative and want to um, implement ideas that will better serve their patients and hopefully, you know, save that entity money in, in the process. But they're people that, that work for somebody else that are looking for creative outlets.
2: Hmm. So that's like majority of pharmacists I work yes. with. Yes. Yes. Interesting. We should talk about that more. Okay. So how do you go from an entrepreneur to an entrepreneur? (laughs) Well, (laughs) what was your journey
3: like? Well, my journey, actually, um, I I did not do it full time to start with. I I stayed on as a staff member in the anticoagulation clinic that I managed so that, you know, I was working one day, one or two days a week there, you know, PRN, but Every, everybody that worked there was of childbearing age and they were having babies left and right. So I had lots of job security. Um, and then finally, a, about a year ago, well it's been a year and a half now. I, I just decided I was tired of splitting my brain in mm-hmm. two different directions. And I was making enough money to be able to leave the PRN job and, and really focus on, um, on my personal business.
2: Well, so okay. Anna, tell me a little bit about your side business that you were, Curating, creating on the side while you're working per, per diem?
3: So my business is Dr. Anna Garrett and website is drannagarrett.com. And I help women who are struggling with symptoms of hormone imbalance due to perimenopause and menopause. So I help them get their hormones back in balance using methods that are mostly based in lifestyle and supplements. And I'll also work with the, the client's physician, um, to get them on bioidenticals if that is appropriate. And I also will offer weight loss classes and I do some nutrigenomic coaching. So I have a, a lot of things to
2: surround women who are, are having a tough time with that menopause transition. So you're telling me you worked, you did a residency and then you did, if I remember correctly, industry, and then you did anticoag and then you did Inpatient management work and then HIV or some in, in some form or another this this um, maybe one of them came before the other. But basically you're telling me you've kind of been all over the map. How did you land in this specifically <laughs> in this? I mean, I love it. This is awesome. And but it just shows that you're an entrepreneur itching, just waiting to get out and do something more. So how did you land in this type of field? Perimenopause, it's a fascinating topic.
3: Well, I I landed there um, because I I knew that, I knew that when I was still working full-time, I wanted to create a business uh, coaching women in midlife. And I had thought initially that I would just do more in the life coaching realm. Um, But then I started thinking, well, you know, I've got this pharmacy degree and it's really, that doesn't make any sense to give that up. So I had a friend, who's a compounding pharmacist in Durham, North Carolina. And I asked her if I could come spend a day with her because I knew that she was doing hormone work with her, um, her customers and clients. And so I went and shadowed her for a day and just kind of sat in on some of the consultations. And I was like, this is it, this is the missing piece because it it felt to me like as I was thinking about my business, that, that there was something definitely missing. Um, and I mean, you know about life coaching and it, it, it's kind of a hard sell. It's a, you know, it's a, a soft kind of product. Well, if you add in hormone testing and some other more concrete kinds of things, it makes it a, a much easier sale.
2: Yeah. So well, that's how I are got you, there. And so are you still, is that what you do now? Is that yeah. your job? Is that your full-time job? Yep. Wow. Okay. So tell me what are the ins and outs of what do you do every day?
1: Um,
3: so I, I talk to clients two days a week. So I've set this up as, as a lifestyle business for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 59 years old. I'm kind of at the end of my career. My priorities right now are, you know, traveling, spending time with my granddaughter. So I have intentionally created something that gives me freedom and flexibility. So when I tell you what my typical week looks like, you're probably going to go, well, you're not working all that much.
2: No. And that's right. I'm not. Well, that's, <laughs> and you know what, what is your definition of success?
3: Well, my definition of success is to be able to do the things that are really important to me and still have an impact in the world.
2: Yeah. Anna, um, and guess what? You did it. You're there. I did. You're doing it. So
3: uh, it doesn't matter
2: what I think. Well, first of all, I would have no idea that that's what you were doing. If you were telling me that you're doing this whole time, I would think you're doing it full time (laughs) or one day a week. It doesn't matter. The beauty of owning your own gig and I don't know, calling it your own is that you get to define your own definition of success. So that's amazing. That's awesome. You built it. Yes. So, um, and I built it in a
3: way that serves my clients and me at the same time, which, which was super important
2: to me. And what um, more of a blessing is that? Right. I love so that. I,
3: I talk to clients, um, twice a week. And then the other days I'm um, writing content because I have a blog. I'm working on the Metapreneur Summit because that, that obviously takes time. Um, and we have a website that has a blog, so that requires content. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I do. Um, I love to write. I love to talk to my clients. I love to have free time and go hike. Um, so that's, that's kind of,
2: so your catalyst from working with someone else, as in you were pretty and pharmacist and then going into owning your own business, what did that transition? Like you took, you shadowed a pharmacist for one day and you're like, this is what I'm going to do.
3: That's kind of how it worked. That's um, pretty well, so, impressive. So, so that 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 is not the, the full story. So, so I knew that that was an area of interest to me. After I shadowed her, I was like, "This is something that I could easily do virtually." So, from that point, I started, you know, investigating the various testing companies. Mm-hmm. I um, studied with uh, A4M, the um, American Academy of Anti Aging Medicine. I did mm-hmm. their. Module, I went to a you know a PCCA conference to learn more about hormones. So I I did some of the education in the background. Right right now, I'm studying with the School of Applied Functional Medicine because I want to be able to serve my clients in a broader way than just focusing on the hormones. So gut health and um, all that all that goes along with that. So so how did you you
2: get started doing all this? I mean, how did you get clients?
3: Um, so my trainer was my first client. Um, she had had a hysterectomy several years before and wasn't sleeping well. And I said, well, you pay for the test kit and I will, um, I will practice on you for free. And so that's what I did. And she got good results. So that, that made me feel good. And then my best friend was my second client. There we go. I was my third client. Um, and so I just started out basically, working with people for the cost of the testing. And once I got, you know, five or six people under my belt, I was like, okay, I'm going to raise my price. Uh I worked with a business coach who really helped keep me, you know, on the straight and narrow as far as the mindset issues that go Uh into having your own business um, and kept encouraging me to, you know, go up on my price to really reflect the value that people were getting.
2: Right. I agree. Okay. So now when did you start that? Um, October the 2nd of 2011. Oh man, you've been, this is, you're pro. You've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I started it on my birthday. I love it. Okay. And so now where is it? Like who, who are your audience? Don't you have a Facebook group? If I, don't, I do. I have and, a private
3: Facebook group with about almost 3,700 people. in. Yeah. It.
2: That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. How did it, you attract all of them?
3: That's a really good question. Um, so I started out by actually using Facebook ads um to promote the group. Um, which you're not technically supposed to be able to do that, but I figured out a workaround um because that is what I do. Uh so I promoted it through Facebook. Um and you know, the word kind of spread and people invited their friends and I got into other, you know, other perimenopause and menopause groups and um, just you know, participated in conversations, told them what I did, and so that's that's mostly where they've come from. I'm um, one of the most amazing thing that's ha- that's happened in the last year from that standpoint is I did a webinar with a woman named Danny Spees who has a, a site called Clean and Delicious, and she's got a YouTube channel, um, which I did not look at before we did our webinar but I started getting just like hundreds of requests <laughs> to join my group. I'm like, what is going on? And so I looked at her YouTube channel and she has 600,000 followers.
2: Okay. So she's a good partner.
3: Yeah. So, um, so that's worked out well. And you know, what i found is just building relationships with right. people and having conversations. Um, you know, we're all out there trying to do our business. And a lot of us are, are really good partners for each other. Yeah, and, I agree. I think that's really critical as you're as you're getting started. And even, you know, when you're further along the path, you still need to build those relationships.
2: I agree with you. Which leads us to one of the reasons why we're talking today is because we've kind or I've partnered with you um, yes. for the Medipreneurs Conference and yes. which I'm super excited about. It's in April yes. in Asheville. Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Okay. It's April 26th to 28th in Asheville, North Carolina. And um we this is our second summit, our second Metapreneur Summit. We obviously started last year, and the three of us had no idea what to expect, and we ended up having 70 participants. Um, so, th- I mean, it, I think about it, and the energy of that whole event was just, you, you could just feel it. It was 70 pharmacists who spanned an age range from, like, 20s to 70s, in every practice setting you could think of but they all had one thing in common they they wanted to be creative they were you know they were very like-minded um and so we had topics uh that were within pharmacy so i'm trying to remember what we talked about last year so one of them was how to sell to the c-suite so that would have been for our entrepreneur people Mm -hmm. Um, we had lisa larder who's my business coach come and give the, the keynote and she's actually coming back again this year because she was that popular um, what else did we do as, as workshops? Oh, we had Suzanne Keys come and talk mm-hmm. about building a cash-based practice. So those are just a couple of examples, but you know, it, as, uh, as John Prekshot, one of our, um, exhibit sponsors said, this is not your daddy's pharmacy meeting. So, um, it, it just had a whole different energy to it. So we're, we're excited to have you come and talk about, being being uncomfortable in the midst of starting a business, and we're having uh, Aaron Albert come and talk about publishing as a as a um, vehicle for a platform. And we have um, who else is coming? We have uh, George uh, Zorick is coming to actually talk about academia and the requirements that are now coming along for uh, entrepreneurship to be taught in pharmacy school. So we have a a really wide variety of of topics again. And what we've added this year, actually at the end of the official conference, we're doing um, some deep dive workshops on Sunday afternoon around personal branding, um, creating a business roadmap, how to set up a a nutrigenomics um, business And then uh, Bruce Berger is gonna um, do a new spin on motivational interviewing. So we're really excited to
2: offer those two. So who's coming to these conferences? I mean, who's like your typical person? Well, you know, that's so interesting. Attendee, I guess. (laughs) There
3: was no typical person. Um, So a lot of people, I would say, were probably maybe five years out of school um, kind of in that area and they could kind of see what's coming down the pike for pharmacists, especially in retail. Lisa talked about the Amazonification of pharmacy. Um, so that was interesting, but, um, and then we had another group of people who, who were sort of like me, they're more mature, say in their fifties and up who are kind of looking at what, what their second act might be. Yeah, Sure. Um, so that was kind of fun, but it was great to, you know, put them all in a room. I mean, actually my former residency
2: director was there. I love it. (laughs) So that was a hoot. So what is it like for you to launch these types of summits? Because I mean, my talk specifically is going to be focused on getting, and what I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast is getting comfortable being uncomfortable if you're in that growth phase or if you're just launching, um, or even in the middle of owning a business, continuously coming out with new content. Um, when you, when you guys got together and decided to put this conference together, was it, were you nervous, were you scared or what was this like for you? Um,
3: we were very nervous. Um, and like I said, we had no idea what to expect. I mean, it took us two years to put this together. And, you know, one of the things that people probably don't know is that it was scheduled to actually happen six months before it, it finally did happen and the reason we changed the date was because we only had 11 people signed up with, you know, six weeks to go. Right. And so it's, it's not all fun and games when you try to put one of these things together Totally. and, and we each committed a certain amount of money. I mean, we paid for this out of our own pocket, yes. we had yeah. very little sponsorship for it. Um, and so we basically laid it all on the line and we, we ended up losing money and we, fully expected to do that. But, uh, I think, you know, this year we're in a much stronger position. I'm um, 70% of the people that were there last year have actually, actually bought tickets on site to come back Perfect. this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, that was really exciting and, and gratifying. So yeah, we were scared well, <laughs> and the day issue- after it was over. I was like, I couldn't speak. I was like, I, I cannot be around anybody right now. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, when events happen, especially to that level, it takes so much energy, so much planning, so much work, but the beauty of it is you guys are doing it together. You three. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with the other two starters, Sue and who is the third one? Michelle Fritch. Michelle's. Yes. Oh man. Sorry, Michelle. I didn't mean to forget your name.
3: So Sue and I met in um, a business coaching group several years ago. It was probably five or six years ago now. And so that's how we got to know each other. And the Michelle and I knew each other when I was still practicing in hospital pharmacy because she, at that point, lived in North Carolina. So I knew her. And then um, she and Sue had some things in common that they were trying to work on. So I put the two of them together. And so that's how we all got connected. And uh, Sue came to visit Asheville one weekend and she went out to breakfast with my husband, Dan and I, and, um, to the IHOP on tunnel road. So the, the menopreneur summit was born at the IHOP on tunnel road. Um, and we had breakfast and we were talking about how lonely it is to be a solopreneur and how great it is to have people to, you know, bounce ideas off of and get support and, at the end, we were like, maybe we should have an event for pharmacy entrepreneurs, and so we just walked out, and that that started the planning. Um, we thought we would have more people helping us plan, but when you know the rubber met the road, uh, these other people decided they had too much on their plate, their plates, so we ended up being the three that, that did the work um, luckily this year we have the resources to have more of a team. So we've got somebody helping us with social media and we have an event planner who's doing, who just started with us, who's going to be our onsite contact and she's got lots of experience.
2: So, um, we, we have much more support this year. Awesome. Tell me, okay, so we have an audience, so you have an audience. So, yeah. Why should someone travel across the country to go to Medipreneurs? What, what is in it for them? Besides obviously coming to see a few of us speak.
3: (laughs) Yes. Um, so I, I would say the biggest reason is to just surround yourself with like-minded people and give yourself the gift of the opportunity to bounce whatever it is you've got in your brain off of other people. Um, and and let them help you, you know, build the plane as you fly it, basically. Because, you know, if, if you have an idea and you're scared and people around you, like family members possibly are saying, oh, you know, you should never leave the security of your job. Well, you know, jobs aren't all that secure anymore. But if you if you listen to all of those voices and the voices in, in your head, you're probably not ever gonna start. And you may be depriving some patient population somewhere of the greatest thing that's ever been invented. So, um, you know, you really have nothing to lose. I mean, you invest in the registration, which is certainly not outrageous. You invest in your travel and you get to spend a weekend with um, people that you would probably not otherwise meet who may really help you launch yourself into the
2: next level. I love that. Well, with that intention, how do people sign up? They can go
3: to www.metapreneurs with an S on the end.com and all of the event details are there. This, the detailed schedule is there as well as the registration button. So um, we have early bird registration. You might want to edit this out because I don't know when this is going to run. Should I mention early bird registration because it ends January 31st?
2: um what's the date I think that it will run before then but you know what Anna I'm just going to interrupt you there I think we should re-record this the whole thing yeah (laughs) I do this is this is the first time I've ever done this I think I need to know more about you I think people want to know more about you okay like getting deeper with them like people, and we probably could have started off this, um, and I'm going to stop the recording. Uh, okay, so Anna, when the, when, the, when the guests leave or when the attendants, the people who attend the conference, they leave, what, do you have any success stories or do you have any compelling, you know, really cool stories that from the tools, from the workshops that you guys lead, what do, have you heard about any?
3: Yes, um, in fact, I, I coached one of the participants over the summer um, for three months, and she is a, a compounding pharmacy owner, an independent pharmacist um, and she had some limiting beliefs about what she was able to do and charge in her store in her area um, and she is uh, she's right outside of New York City and um, she wanted to build her hormone, uh, her hormone business and not just the dispensing of the prescriptions, but also doing the testing and coaching women and helping them improve their overall health, similar to what I'm doing. Uh And her limiting belief was everybody goes to New York City to get their care. And I was Hmm. like, well, why is that? Well, because, the, they're, they're, they're better practitioners there I'm like that is not true I mean this woman has oodles and oodles of experience so um, what we worked on was helping her build her local presence
2: yeah and
3: we started doing you know local workshops and she partnered up with um, Uh, a boutique actually that was next door to her store and and had an event there. And so she really has been able to turn that business around and do the things that give her more professional satisfaction beyond the dispensing of the prescription Um, because she's been doing it for years and and that just wasn't what she wanted to focus on. Right. So she's built built her volume quite a bit and is now doing the kind of work
2: she wants to do. That's so cool. So she came to the summit last year. Yes. Or the Medipreneur Summit, and um, and is she going to come this year? I would love to meet her. Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, it's
3: awesome. She's already- and the other thing we did was help her um, automate pieces of her business so that people weren't just walking in off the street wanting to schedule an appointment with her. Right. She, she got it on her website so that she got taken out of the middle of all of the the detail of that.
2: That is awesome. Yeah. Any other, yeah. I mean, anytime you can leave the business and let it work for itself. I mean, that's a huge win. Yes. Well, any other good stories you have?
3: Well, we also had, um, one of our attendees who had a high level, I think she was an MSL, um, for a pharmaceutical company and she had been building, uh, a business coaching, um, business on the side and the last I heard several months ago she had left that corporate job and she is now flying on her own so wow. we're excited yeah we're excited to see her again
2: um is well. that Jerica? uh-huh uh, I knew it <laughs> <laughs> Erica's coming on our show in a couple of weeks. And oh I'm good. That's exciting. Yeah, she's fantastic. Is she coming to Medipreneurs? Yes, she is. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. Okay. Well, fantastic. Anna, okay, so if someone wants to get a hold of you, someone wants to hear more about Medipreneurs, what is the best way to get in touch with you?
3: So the best way to reach me is info at Um that is a sounds like a generic address, but it comes straight to me, so that I I'll get it. Um and then the website is www.metapreneurs. Make sure you put the S on the end, .com. And that has all of the detailed scheduling information, um, all of the speaker information, the, the workshop registration is there, the full event registration is there. And so we are uh, we are excited, um, and it's, it's starting to fill up. So we're yeah. limiting it to 150 people because we want to make sure that it's intimate enough Beautiful. so that people have – Great networking opera- right. opportunities.
2: Yeah, and the thing I want to also relay to the audience, because one of the, the most important goals of this show is to show people that kind of anyone can kind of do these kind of things. And what Anna did and her team was a couple of years ago, they had an idea and they actually took steps to launch something that they had this vision for and Anna was totally transparent and vulnerable with us saying, uh, we didn't really know what we were doing in the beginning. And actually, they pushed it back, the date, because they didn't have enough attendees. But the thing is, is the day of was so impactful that they're doing it again. And I'm sure this year it's going to get even better, and next year it's going to get better, and it's going to continue to improve. But the beautiful thing that I want to make sure we highlight about Anna is that she's just been, she's just following what she wants to do, and she's creating her most successful life for herself. Um, And I want to encourage you that if this is you, and if you're in the audience, A, come to Medipreneurs, talk to us, come meet us, and B, what's holding you back from launching and doing something of your own? Um, Anna and myself were just two normal pharmacists that had an idea that just took the first few uncomfortable steps, and now I think we're both doing okay.
3: Well, and and that's something I really want people to come away with, is that there is there is nothing special about me. I mean, I am not. Well, I, I disagree. I think <laughs> well, you're fantastic. I, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing special about me. I'm saying that I, I could have been anybody. And I think what you said about just taking the first few uncomfortable steps is really, really important. Because I think as pharmacists, sometimes we get bogged down in the perfectionism and wanting to make totally. sure that we have the whole thing all laid out. And you can't do that. No. You just can't.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think what's different about you, Anna, is I think that you're very ambitious and you've always want to level up your career. Yes, Um, And that's for both you and I, and for many of the other medipreneurs who are attending the conference. But I also think it just takes a little bit of courage um, to do something, to follow something that you actually want to pursue. And and I'm giving full permission for all of the people who are listening and also to all of our medipreneurs out there who are going to be attending the conference that it just takes a little bit, a dash of courage and um, just being being yourself and being true to what you define success as.
3: Well, and I get people asking me fairly often. I'll get an email from somebody who says, well, I don't really have a business, but yeah. I kind of have an idea. You yeah. know, Is this for me? And I'm like, absolutely. I mean, it's it is everybody from just a nugget of an idea to people that have full-fledged businesses. And the beauty is that all of the sharing that goes on, you know, you find people who can mentor you and right. help, you, help you down the path. You don't have to do it all by yourself.
2: Agreed. And just being around like-minded people is, is empowering. Absolutely. And just being around cool people who get you and, and less, you know, they just, they speak your language and you might not be in the weeds of your business yet, but if you want to see other people who are in the weeds and that's how you learn, You don't have to go get another master's degree. You don't have to go get another (laughs) certification. You don't need more to add to your resume. You are qualified. You are smart. You just need to kind of surround yourself with people who are smarter or not smarter, sorry, more in the weeds of the business. So they just have a little bit more, uh, firsthand experience. And then you just, it's just a dribble down effect. Yep, exactly.
3: And I would like, encourage you know, people to go to the to our website, and there's a video on the homepage that's um, some clips from, it's interviews from people that attended last year, and we put them together in a little montage, and I would encourage people to have a look at that.
2: Yeah, and seriously, guys, I am so excited about attending. So, Anna, before I even get there, I've been talking about it all on the West Coast, um, because I know it's obviously quite a travel for us from California, but it's going to be worth it. And I'm just really, really honored to be a speaker there. Yes. We had my register from Oregon this week. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for your time, Anna, and I will see you in a couple months. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: This was just the beginning. If this was your first time listening to the RX buzz, we welcome you and thank you for giving us a chance and if you're an old friend one of our subscribers we cherish you and look forward to hearing from you and now we need your help we ask that you share this podcast with just one person you know who's in the healthcare industry if this podcast can help just one person we believe it will have a chain reaction, having an impact on dozens, hundreds, thousands, and someday millions of people. Thank you for your help. We truly appreciate you. And thank you for listening to the Rx Buzz, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.